1: Welcome, 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 my friends, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, it is Tuesday, which means it's a tactical day, and I am your host, Coach Brad Wilson, founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com. I'm joined by my co-host, John Shai. How are we doing, sir?
2: Doing good. Got a, got a pretty fun episode lined up today. The theme is River Raises. Um, I actually think that, the question in this episode might surprise you. For most of these hands, it's not so much whether or not I should have raised the river, but uh, what size I should raise the river to. I think at least three out of the four hands, three out of the four hands, you'll you'll be on board with the action of raising. Um, I don't know what you'll think about the the sizes that
1: I picked though. Sure, I think um, it, it's a you know sizing. We just the question of like whether or not to bet. What action to take? I think is uh, the primary consideration that that most folks like really think about. Like, what should I do? Uh, after that, though, like when you are placing a bet, when you're placing a raise, you also need to know what size to use because you know we play a game that is called no limit Texas Hold'em, which means there's literally no limit to how much you can bet. How much you can raise to, uh, you can raise to whatever you would like, and you can place a bet for whatever amount you would like. And within that, you know, within that just infinite possibilities, that spectrum of possibilities, um, you need to find the most efficient size that gets whatever goal you have accomplished. And uh, I, I think that like sizing is an aspect of playing the game that just for the listener, you have to pay attention to. Um, It's just a major, major priority in every hand that you play. Like, what size did Villain bet? What size should I bet? If I raise, what size should I raise to? Like, sizing is kind of everything um, when you really get down to it. So, yeah, happy to give some feedback on these river raises. So, without any further ado, let's just see what the heck was going on.
2: So this hand, we're playing 500 zone. I'm in the big blind with Queen Ten off suit. The small blind raises. Folds around to him, makes it 15. Uh, just gonna call here, it's Queen Ten off. So this hand is gonna look familiar to you, Brad. Um, I actually shared this hand a couple days ago at a, a group uh, coaching session with the uh, the CPG Wolves, the CFP that we run, um, and. This kind of, like, your feedback on this hand a couple days ago actually, like, got me thinking about a lot of other hands where where um, I decided to raise a river, and, and now I'm, like, going back and thinking that I might have made a sizing mistake. So, um, this hand just kind of is to set up the the, the next two hands uh, for both you and the the listener. But, so, okay. we'll start here. 993, two-tone, two clubs, a spade, uh, single-raised pot, small blind, starts out with a one-third pot c-bet, nothing particularly exciting so far, both pre-flop and on the flop until now, where I decide to raise. Yeah, so raising one-third um,
1: with, you know, some decent blockers. I guess you block the queen-nine, you block queens, you block tens, you block nine-ten. Uh, I think it's, it's re- a reasonable board to raise on. You can also turn clubs and gives you Yeah, I can turn a lot of future
0: equity with the hand. Yeah,
1: right. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely on board with Raising, I, I think calling is also on the table, like either either option or perfectly reasonable to take. Um, so choose, raise this time, Villain calls. calls. Uh, so the flop was 9-9 nine, nine tray with the 9 tray of clubs. Turn is a 4 of diamonds. You have queen 10 with the queen of clubs, 10 of spades. Um, so turn is a total brick. There's one nineteen in the pot. These small blind checks. Um, I kind of presume that because you have a lot of different cards to pick up equity on uh, a jack a king an eight a club that's probably not going to be making a ton of future you know ton of investments here on the turn like I, I suspect that you're you know you're raising the flop to realize fold equity you're raising the flop to over realize your actual equity of your hand um once kind of none of that happens just shutting down would be my assumption.
2: Yep. And like you said, like all those turn cards that you mentioned, like the clubs, the Jacks, the Kings and the eights um, would definitely be more likely to barrel those, those turns. But the four of diamonds, just the absolute brick. We don't pick up any extra equity. We probably don't pick up any extra full equity on a, on a car that's smaller than a nine. Um, Mm -hmm. So decided to check back here with, with my queen high and um, just kind of, take whatever equity i do have and 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 hope to realize it. Yeah, so let's try
1: to realize you, your pair equity, right? That's the that's the mm-hmm. equity. You check back? Oh, wow. <laughs> how how do you do it? You you realize your your pair equity with the best pair, um, the river is a queen of hearts. So now you went from nothing, you went from nobody to somebody.
2: Pretty good hand now, yeah.
1: You're a contender. <laughs> Small blind bets a quarter, so a block size on the river. Mm-hmm. And here we are at the theme and decision, major decision point within the hand. Uh, villain bets a quarter. Do
2: you raise? Do you not raise? That is the that is the question. Um, I felt pretty good about raising it. I was a little bit surprised to see block on the river. Maybe I shouldn't be, um, but I expected a little bit more of a, Not a little bit more. I just expected a a larger size, a more polar size on the river. I think the block size to me, sort of what it's saying is that the small blind is trying to thin value bet a hand like eight, seven, sixes, fives, tens, jacks, maybe, Um, maybe a maybe he picks the block size with a hand like aces and kings too. Like, can we go? Do you think we can go like that high up?
1: Maybe like fives too. Um, Yeah. I'm suspicious that villain's splitting sizes here on the river. Mm-hmm. When the yeah, 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 like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty suspicious that you know this this size is selected with a specific range of hands that are. It's probably somewhere in the ballpark of you know what we've already said. I, I think that like with aces and kings, they can just polarize. Um, with a nine, probably just going to polarize. The river like i think greed kind of kicks in like maybe yeah. this villain is just betting their range for a quarter on the river um if so mm-hmm. that feels like a natural mistake just strategically so yeah i i imagine villains likely splitting sizes here which you know means that they've got two buckets uh you know they have two ranges to manage they've got a small bet and a really big bet um and the problem with the small bet is that generally the hands they put in their really big bet range are going to be their 9x and aces and kings. So they can be like, you know, a rivered queen or something like that. So yeah, um, some removal effect here. I would say the downside of, of, for us, raising the river is like, they're still uncapped. We are probably capped once we check Oh, we're check definitely capped once we check the back turn. the turn. Yeah. Right. So um, reopening the action and giving villain just sort of that, inkling of like oh wait like i can just hmm. jam yeah. everything that i have here and right you know, what, what 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 are they going to do about it right that's always a scary proposition but I, I think in general i'm probably always more afraid of that possibility than it actually occurs yep. I, I think i see i see the opportunity but i think lots of players just don't see that opportunity of like bet jamming but it, it is something like, you know, for the listener, as you move up in stakes, right, like he, people will find this bet jam with a hand like tens um, or jacks, like just turn them into a bluff and recognize like, yo, you don't have boats. I've got the boats. You don't have trips. I have trips in my range. Like, let's let's dance. Um, so just something to say. And they bet a quarter. Uh, you know, you raise like minimum, uh, I would just polarize
2: here and, and raise big, especially after
1: checking yep. back the turn. And
0: yeah.
2: So this was, I thought like the most interesting part of the hand for me and like what sort of uh prompted like the questions, like all the future questions that we're going to have in this episode about the the other spots where I raised the river. So I brought this hand into the, uh, the CPG Wolves hand history review session. And my question on the river was like, hey, do you think this is too thin? Just raising the river at all? Should I just call? The quarter plot with a hand like Queen Ten, or or do you think this hand is good enough to raise? And your response really surprised me because like you not only thought that this was like a slam dunk raise spot, but you said that you would have raised much bigger than um, the size that I would have gone. Just polarized versus their Jacks, Tens, Eights, you know, Sevens, whatever. Like it's sort of when we raise small versus when we raise really big. um, You know, we're kind of just letting them off the hook versus the small size. And I think they're you know those sorts of hands are are like you said like very very likely to also just call a a really big raise on the river because of how my range is constructed. Once I do something wacky, like raise the flop, check back the turn, and then, you yeah. know, get to the I, river.
1: Personally, I'm a big fan of polarizing when we have limited top of range hands, mm-hmm. like limited value hands to kind of pull from, which, you know, in, in my opinion, what happens when you polarize and they have limited hands to call with is they're just... Or, or you know, we when we polarize and we have limited value hands to pull from... Um, They're just naturally going to expand their calling range because they recognize like, come on, like you've really checked back a boat on that. You really check back trips on the turn. um, And then just go into kind of bluff catch mode. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I would go much bigger here. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what, uh, like how big I can, you know, take it, but at least, you know, the size of the pot is 148. So like at least 150 is kind of where I would land.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's probably something that I've been just messing up or at least not, not thinking about properly in, in, in other like river race spots is just like, I sort of look at my hand and I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, to me, this raise already feels really thin. So like in order to get called by, you know, called by enough horse hands, I I should go small. Um, And I think that's, that's very likely, like, you know, when you pointed this out to me, like I realized like that's very likely a mistake that I'm making. All over the place when I'm when I'm doing these thinner river raises or at least what feels to me to be like a thinner river raise. So um, yeah, the, the next few hands are just going to follow kind of this theme of like, hey, I got to the river and I think I should raise and can raise. Um, am I picking the wrong size? All right, let's move on. Let's move on to hand number two. So uh, for the
1: just closure of the hand, uh, villain folded and I I don't know what they had. Uh, yeah, it ended up being nothing. They have the old Jack 10 off, which again, I, I think like that small river bet is you you're value raising on the flop actually you, you, yeah yeah, <laughs> um, Hilarious. yeah just the, that small river bet I, I think they will have you know, some bluffs in there too, and what can you do? Um, so here you have Jack Ten of hearts on the button playing four handed the cutoff opens to thirty. Looks like you're playing five ten and a hun- you you have 150 big blinds mm-hmm. uh, effective. Um, villain calls your three bet and you see a flop of king king jack with the king of hearts. Uh, there's 195 in the pot. Um, again, I I think like you can bet here on the flop. You could bet a third. You could bet a quarter. You could check behind. Uh, all op- All of those options are pretty viable. I think. Um, so, but likely picking between some small size and check. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. really see much benefit in betting big. Um, you opt to check behind, and the turn is a queen of hearts. So now you have a royal draw to go along with your pair. So, pretty nice turn. Although, yeah, don't really, since you check back the flop, um, even if you would have bet small and they would have called, still would be checking back the turn. I think it's difficult uh, difficult to get value from worse on this board. Um, so, And the river, you river heart. And once again, there's a four of hearts. So final board's king-king, queen-jack four with the king-queen four of hearts. And villain bets. Uh, I don't even know what this size is. Like It's a little less than a 29, third. 29% uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, And you are clearly going to raise with your flush for value. So, um, hmm. this one's interesting as it relates to size because you don't really have a ton of natural bluffs, correct? Like, that's that's kind of an you don't have a ton of like no equity hands that like i guess suited connectors or something that didn't bet the flop or the turn so like you don't really have any bluffs here um
2: so you're saying like the the bluffs here would just be like like my 8 9 of spades or you know probably like, yeah like maybe ace 5
1: of diamonds if you decided to play it this way um all of those hands going to be quite rare uh the jack of clubs not being a heart you know opens the door for all of these type of hands ace jack Mm -hmm. of hearts i guess jack 10 of hearts only two really that you have in range the only two flushes uh yeah looks like you have a deficit of like backdoor hearts as well as a
2: deficit of bluffs um would have to like turn Pairs with a heart into a bluff here, like if I check back tens with a heart, nines with a heart, yeah, something those like sorts that. of hands. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, regardless, uh, I think you you probably still should just raise big, um, somewhere in the order of pot again. Uh, I guess would be okay where I, where I would land, maybe like three hundred or
2: something, but and just like like, no real, like, target in mind, right? Do you, or it's, it's just sort of just, like,
0: <laughs>
2: Ace Queen. Yeah, that's, like, something that I try to think about when I'm raising, is just, like, okay, like, when I, you know, when I'm raising, like, what hands do I expect to call, get called by that or worse? And, like, again, like, you know, this is a spot where maybe because, like, I have so few bluffs here, like you said, that I'm struggling to, just, like, find our opponent's bet calls here. You don't have that, a ton of value either, though. Like, you know,
1: most of your boats just bet at some point. Yeah, I have like Ace Jack of Hearts and Jack Ten of Hearts, right? Like yeah, those that's, are what, like that's what the I said. Like, the, that like those, those sense. are the yeah. right. So like you know Ace Five of Hearts, like the nut flush probably bets the turn. Yeah, right? probably bets the flop. It's very rarely going to be checking both streets. So like Nine Ten is a straight on the turn. So like you're never checking Nine Ten on the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, like they're Queen Ten suited, they're Ace Queens that maybe they did like, ace-queen suited. that they didn't, uh, you know, four-bet pre-flop. Um, ace-queen off is probably going to be a four-bet pre, but regardless, like, those are yep. the type of hands I would expect to bet small and then potentially call um, maybe ace-jack. Like, maybe they, they go down to, like, ace-jack to block. I think for this size, they could. Yeah. Uh, I think th- those are probably your targets. And then, like, kind of, maybe, like, maybe more... Rarely, they would have some trips. Like if, ah, but I guess trip, trips are just quite unlikely. in that they
2: didn't bet the turn. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is again, like that sort of makes my, you know, I think that that made me a little tentative about raising really big. Was that like, ah, I think they would bet trips on the turn. I think they would bet straights on the turn. Um, I mean, they're polarizing. it. Like I said, like it's
1: just that they're going to have a lot of single paired hands and. So you did. We do you went, big size. Yeah, from fifty eight to three sixty eight. Um, now you just gotta fade the jam. That's the yeah yeah. <laughs> and they fold. Fade the jam. Yeah, I. At some point, it begins to get like at some point with villains bluff catchers, they're they're gonna get a little suspicious, right? Like the bigger investment that you make on the river, they're probably, you know, it's like okay, yeah, yeah
2: like. So go big, but not too big. <laughs> That's the,
1: <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't think this is like necessarily too big. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a little bit bigger than I would have gone, but that doesn't really like, what does that even mean? Right? Like people
2: surprise me by what they call with. That's why this spot is so hard for me. Cause it's just like, it's like a little bit bigger than you would have gone, but like, there's no, like, you know, it's like hard for me to to calibrate. Like, is this too big? Is this, you yeah, know, yeah. am I in the right, you know, right region? This guy's nines with a heart. Like, Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they're trying to value bet against eights and sevens and ace high. Um, so yeah, I, like I, I think raise is clearly right. Um, I would have gone like two fifty, but whatever. I, I don't really see. I don't. I don't know that three seventy gets called at a substantially different frequency than 250. Right. Right. So right, it's all, right. It's kind of subjective, right? Yeah. Which is why it's such a tough problem. I think. Yeah. It is it is well that's gonna do it for this first half of the show. Uh, we're gonna have a couple more hands coming at you right after the break stick around more river raises coming down
0: you've survived pre-flop boot camp. you've shot the fish in a barrel now prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy. A comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool, data-driven hero bluffs, light call-downs, and perfect value bets that are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding Frenzy, available now at ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Feeding Frenzy. All right, welcome back.
1: From the break, hope you enjoyed that terrible setup going to the segue um, of CPG Wolves. And, you know, if, if you hated it, I guess you hated it. But be sure to check out CPG Wolves if you would like to learn on a daily basis from both John and I. CPGWolves.com, it's our coaching for profit operation where, you know, outside of Tactical Tuesday, I spend almost all of my energy interacting and coaching and teaching and thinking about poker and how to play the game at the highest levels that a human can possibly play the game. So cpgwolves.com, if that's something that floats your boat. And now we got an ace and a four of the same suit, which is a raising hand when you're three-handed and on the button. And it doesn't really matter how many-handed you are, I think. Nobody can can just fold in.
2: It doesn't even and, actually uh, matter
1: if someone's raised before you; it's yeah. still a raising. Hand. Right, right. I mean, it's <laughs> this, this this hand, and you're just gonna put money in the pot with this hand, right? Um, so you open uh on the button three x, and the big blind calls. You're playing five hundred no limit, and you've got one hundred bigs. Um, flop is queen nine seven with the queen seven of spades and the nine of clubs so you flop absolutely nothing on this queen high board there's 3250 in the pot the big blind checks now it's your
2: action gonna be checking this board um super dynamic expect the check raise frequency to be higher than average on queen nine seven two-tone expect villain to find tons of easy calls with you know just all their pairs, but also just like the tons of pair plus draw, the tons of draws. So uh, you know, with my absolutely nothing, my red ace four of hearts on queen nine seven all black, just going to be checking back here and looking to do, hopefully looking to do some some stuff on later streets. All right. So check back. Oh, you
1: do a thing. You turn a four. So the turn is a flush completer, four of spades. So now there's a flush available. John has ye old bottom Hair, villain bets a third. And hey, they gave us they gave us such a good price, right? They they made a, a callable bet.
2: Yeah. Super small on the turn. A Little bit surprised to see this size on a really wet board. Would expect maybe a larger size, uh given that, you know, they can have lots of bluffs on, on this board to to balance out whatever, you know, whatever hands they decide to value bet, but whatever we're getting. A little bit over four to one with bottom pair, happy to be getting a super good price. And I mean if they didn't turn a
1: four, then their ten dollar bet would look a little bit better, right? Like I think you probably do have ace two, ace three, ace five, um, just red suited King King X. Like their hands at they can target using the small sure, size. Sure. Just just so sure. happens that you turned a pair, right? If yeah. you had ace yeah. five of hearts, then this bet would be a little bit more annoying. Um, but well then then we'd have the turn raises episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try to stop turning pairs and so we can look at turn raises. Um yeah, so you call and you river trip. So about as good of a run out as one <laughs> one could imagine with the ace four of hearts on Queen Nine Seven
2: arden four of Spain. It should have been the four of clubs then then we would yeah. have had a perfect run out. Yeah.
1: You, you can you just got to work with what you're given, you know, and in, in this case you're given very little uh with trips with the best kicker possible um, after <laughs> flopping nothing. The river they do another block size, so 15 and 52. Um once again it's so I mean, this one I would just I would be going really big. Like uh, I think just kind of instinctually, it's,
2: I think there's yeah. I don't know if this is gonna affect your race size at all, but I think there's like a little bit of context and like reading into we can do uh unlike the player type or the archetype of villain once he picks fifteen on the river. So I I couldn't read too much into the turn size, but it is like a non hockey size, just like this flat ten dollars two big blinds. Same thing yeah. on the turn with like the three big blinds. So like that sort of starts. Getting me suspicious that this is either a fish or maybe like a weaker egg. Someone who like doesn't have the you know one third or like the block hot key set up is and, you know is just trying to do the best they can with the sure. with like the slider. Mm-hmm. Um, does that affect? Makes your sense. I mean, you just click size at all? Click twice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doesn't.
1: I don't know that's going to affect my ray size at all. Like I'm just going to be going big here, and okay. the bigger. Uh, basically, the the only question that I have in my mind is how big is too big? Um, Mm -hmm. If I were trying, you know, a question that the listener can prime themselves is like, if you were trying to fold out a queen, what size would you go to if that were your goal? And what size would you be afraid to raise to? Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, uh, would I be afraid to raise to 110? If I had like, you know, whatever, ace 10 with the 10 of spades. Um, I'm not going to say afraid, but I would expect it to get called at a decent clip if they have a queen. So 160. Okay. Like maybe that's kind of reaching the limits of the size that I would choose. So I probably go somewhere between like 140 to 200
2: on the river. I really like that methodology, by the way, for like figuring out array size on the river. Cause that's, that's really what I'm trying to get at here with this episode is just like, how can I, how can I like system like systematize like my my sizing choice on the river when I'm deciding to raise for value? And like the thing that you suggested, I think is really good. Just now is just like, hey, like imagine that they have some sort of top pair like close to the top of their their value betting region when they pick these sizes. Um, how much more do you think that top pair will call? Um, and you could start out really small and be like, hey, I could click it here to thirty, and I'll definitely get called by a queen you went all the way up to like 115, 120, and you were pretty sure that you'd get called by a queen for those sizes too. So yeah, just use that as sort of like a a way to at least uh, have a system or have some sort of like logical process for deciding what size I raise to. Yeah, for sure.
1: Like if there's a size that you'd be terrified to bluff with or using, then just because you think they're in a call too often... um, that's kind of like your starting point, right? Okay. <laughs> how how far do you press the envelope after after you make it to that starting point? Mm-hmm. Um, so you go to one twenty, and I think yeah, like a, it, it's you know this is actually two x pot, right? So there's sixty seven point five in the pot. You're raising one twenty, yeah. so it's two x. So it's not like a small raise by any stretch. Um, right. Can you press it? I'm not sure. I I would
2: try probably. Uh, See if the 120, work. oh, yeah, the 120 works. Oh, the 120 works.
1: So we, we have potential. Wait, we
2: got to make sure he doesn't have a flush. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so you make a 120. They call with a uh, ten of hearts, nine of spades. So that's second pair. Um, not anywhere close to folding out top pair with top 120. Pair, yeah. So I, I think 155 to 190 worth thinking about. Right.
2: It's so crazy because, like, when you think about it, like, when you think about it in those terms, it's like, okay, yeah, one twenty got called. But then, like, I, you know, the thing that I think about when I raise this, I said I did what you did, and I was like, okay, this is two x plot raising to like two. Like, we're starting to get into like three x plot, like race size territory, which that's like really, really big. But clearly, it's that's that should have been closer to the to the size that I was thinking about, given that one twenty gets called by second pair. Yeah, like a, this this one was pretty immediate intuitively was like bigger is better
1: here it, I mm-hmm. just know that bigger is gonna perform quite well yeah um, all right final hand of this river raising episode on tactical Tuesday you've got the six Dewey in the big blind you have 100 big blinds the cutoff opens men the small blind calls they are obnoxiously deep in this they are they they're both like four hundred big blinds deep. I'm just uh, trying to get in there with my
2: six, <laughs> with my hundred big blinds, guys. Like
1: trying to trying to sneak in let, with the little like the in, six to Yeah. Eight.
2: yeah.
1: Uh, so you call, uh, getting five to one preflop with your suited
2: disconnector. Um, also likely a fish in the small blind. Once you sure. flats the two x, a little bit more acceptable to flat given that it's a min open, but still probably a probably yeah a fish. most most likely. Yeah.
1: Um, so you call and you you get. Exactly everything you dreamt of: Ace King Three with the Ace King of Hearts. So you flop your your flush draw. You're you're happy with
2: the um, three straight. Oh, this is just this yeah. is too much. Almost. Yeah,
1: it's it's overwhelming. I know. Yeah. <laughs> can try to contain yourself for the rest of this episode. Um, flop checks through. You turn a six. So now you have a pair and a flush draw. Um, I think. I would check the turn. I don't really see much benefit in betting the turn. Once you turn a pair, doesn't, mm-hmm. betting doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> so the river's a four of diamonds. This is... And
2: We're not value raising here. Yeah,
1: I see. I see. I'm, I'm seeing the, <laughs> we, the couldn't, we couldn't line. do
2: a river erase episode without having one hand where I turn a pair into a bluff.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm seeing what's going on now. I'm catching the joke. Um, so... John has third pair. Uh, the small blind who flatted bet two thirds. So the question is, you know, raise or call or fold? I don't know if call is really raise, an option. Call fold. Uh, I don't. I think the problem with calling is you're often going to get overcalled. Yeah.
2: Yeah. By the cutoff, and yes. you would like to fold the cutoff well, out. I think we should talk about the cutoff. For a little bit first, just like he checks back three times or twice uh, multi-way, both the flop and the turn. Yeah. Just what are your thoughts on on what you think the cutoffs range is? You, you mentioned right now that you think you wouldn't be shocked if uh if the cutoff overcalls once I call this $20. Um, does that mean that you think that the cutoff has a very showdown heavy range once he checks twice multi-way? I don't
1: know. I mean, you know, they're going to have hands that will want them to go make it to showdown. Uh, I know that. Like, I, I don't know that showdown heavy would be the word that I... Would use is just they 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 have hands that will call a bet basically sure, like sure, sure. Uh king queen king jack any king really that's not yeah. two pairs. maybe
2: even like the weakest ace x's right yeah. if they decide to open ace deuce ace five yeah. Uh, yeah. or
1: ace ace deuce ace five yeah. probably yeah. ace seven ace eight as well right, right, th- right those hands are like not substantially better um, yeah. even ace nine is kind of the same as like ace deuce so like I, I can imagine them checking back like a lot of ace yep. a lot of king x um that. Are just happy to call a,
2: a, a river bet in this yep. situation. So, and we can almost certainly fold all of those hands out by raising here. Um, probably,
1: yeah. I imagine, like, depends on the, your size that you raise. If you click it, then like you're not gonna fold out an ace. I don't think. I think an ace will still call. Um, okay. but yeah, I, I think so. And then we're like trying to parlay that into that that sort of threat. Of the, the cutoff having an ace or a king, eliminating that threat, and then also the small blind. We're trying to That's fold out whatever they're <laughs> betting here on the river. Um, in a, I. Yeah, I don't think. Okay. I the, the more I'm talking about this and looking, at my, the more I'm like, yeah, I just I don't like I, I don't like doing. Oh, uh, well, what do you what
2: do you not like? Well, we should. Why don't um, you like it?
1: I don't like the parlay you've got to hit in order for this to like be good. You need the small blind to fold out an
2: ace. First of all, you right? don't think they could value it thinner than an ace here?
1: No. Okay.
2: <laughs> I mean that's the. That's,
1: I, I don't think so. I don't think they're value betting like king-queen, for instance, which is like, you know, that's a, the best hand that's not an ace is king-queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're betting king-queen, typically. Um, so you're really targeting like an ace at minimum with a small blind. The cutoff, once you raise, like they're most likely just folding um, uh most of the time, like uh, I, I think you're you're getting through them like quite often, yeah. but maybe ten percent of the time they they call or do something,
2: right? Yeah, or they river ace four or something. They like river that. ace four, yeah. or a set
1: of fours or something yeah. like that. So there there are like some of, it's not a lock that the cutoff folds every time, but they're gonna fold most of the time. Sure. The biggest problem for me is making the small blind fold a hand like ace ten. Um, the
2: investment okay. that. So how do you think about this like situation? Because I think this is what really makes makes the s- spot tough for me. Is like I don't know how often we fold out the small blind, but we almost always fold out the big. We almost always fold out the cutoff. Like you said, the small blind region, the small blinds betting region here definitely includes some air, right? Like sure. presumably has some bluffs too, which we are ahead of with a six. Yeah, which makes raising like which sort of leans me I don't know, towards call yeah. than raise, but. The small blind has also given us this like opportunity to fold out the cutoff, which we wouldn't have unless they bet, right? Because like we can't fold out the cutoffs checkback range, the the showdown bound checkback range, if the small blind doesn't bet and we get a chance to. In, raise. in which case, the only size that
1: is available to you would be like minimum, okay, and you know minimum or like a pot, so like 50, 50 bucks. I, I think those are the most obvious raise sizes because then you can both fold out the cutoff their bluff catchers yeah and essentially that's what you're targeting right that that that's the actual target is the cutoff's bluff catchers it's mm-hmm. not the small blind you're just kind of presuming that the small blind will have bluffs that they'll just fold right. like you're, the hope is that the small blind has a bluff and the cutoff has a bluff catcher and again like we're we're talking about like multiway parlays that we're trying to hit here um Maybe that, maybe like that $50 investment is good. If I, you know, it's, you're going to have to fold out the small blind much more often than normal because of the added variable of the cutoff who's going to call at some frequency. Yeah. You're, you're not going to fold them out at 100%, no matter what.
2: Right, so we have to make up for the cut off, the cutoffs ace fours and pocket fours by folding out the small blind a little bit more frequently than we normally would have to if we were clicking it. Um, Correct. Like our price Correct. to bluff is not what it appears to be on the surface. Yeah, it's
1: it's worse because it's there, you're yeah. trying to you know battle through two players instead of a single player, and that just always makes things more complicated.
2: Gotcha. But at the end of the day, you just you would just
1: fold here. Yeah. All that. Okay. I, I think I would just fold, but. Again, I, you could probably make an argument for making it like fifty, like or forty-five, or even clicking it. Like I, I think there there might be an argument to be made for that, but I to quantify that as like being a plus EV investment, I, I I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this side is just too big.
2: Too big. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's not like getting anything extra done versus the small blind, and we can go smaller and still fold out the cutoff. That's what I would. That's what I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you make it seventy-five. The cutoff folds. The small blind folds. Um, you know, if you do, if if you were to fold out like an ace, that would be quite a good, quite a good part of this. Um, but as we said, so ace king six tray four was the final board. You folded out eight nine high. That was a small blind, and then king nine suited, which was the cutoff. Um, so. If you would have went smaller, I, I'm pretty sure that this all the same stuff gets gets accomplished at a less
2: at a lower investment, basically. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I can just I can just dream that the 75 folds out like ace five sometimes from the small blind. And- <laughs> <laughs> sure. Then
1: you know, raise to 75 raise the 75 next time in this spot, target an ace to fold and and just see how oh it God, makes
2: goodness. up. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited with the small raise because we,
1: we literally in the last set we just we raised two x pots <laughs> and got called by second pair and now you're like ah maybe one day that fold out like ace five yeah good, yeah, luck. Multi-way. good luck this is
2: multi way this is multi way
1: if you ever wonder whether or not John is an eternal optimist just look at this episode of Tactical Tuesday and it'll tell you everything you need to know um so with all that said I think. John is frozen. I'm just going to end this frozen here with with John's face locked in this crazy smile. Uh, Oh, you're back. You're back. back. You stopped smiling. All right. Just in time for your catchphrase. See you next week. See you guys next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.